bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 23. And man, we're glad to be back for another week and another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these first couple of episodes already and the great positive feedback from these from you guys, the listeners has been phenomenal if you have not yet checked out any of the past episodes do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one which is now available everywhere and anywhere you get your podcast nowadays apple spotify amazon music subscribe to us on youtube pandora listen notes and many more to choose from to listen to past episodes with awesome guests It is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local community support in the sport of motocross. And we are a part of an awesome sport, and I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing all the way to professional and everything in between. With that, there are a good amount of uh, talking points to chat about within this episode. First, we will have some local motocross talk and GNCC talk, kind of switching it up here a little bit, with Racer TV announcer, musician, pretty much everything else. Zach Heron about the wild GNCC series uh, with five rounds and five different winners he's been You know, obviously the racer TV guy going to go get all of the scoops in the pits. And uh, we're going to have him on uh, to talk about that GNCC series and what's that been like for him. And also this past weekend's NCMP Loretta Lynn's area qualifier and another round for that NCMX series. Then we will switch from local to professional with a call-in from this weekend's 14th place rider in that 450 Supercross Muddy main event from MetLife Stadium, Privateer Justin Starling, about his night from, uh, obviously, that mud race. And just, man, I just want to hear his thoughts about what it was like to race in that after about an hour and a half of just torrential downpour and uh, the delay and... Um, his season so far and much much more coming from Justin and also while he's driving to Nashville today we may have a special guest chime in also so anticipate that we will touch on my experience from um, this New Jersey round this past weekend along with so much more here on this episode so make sure to keep listening because this one is gonna be a good one Make sure to check us out by searching Imperative MX on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our popular TikTok channel if you have not already done so. And thank you guys so much for supporting us on all of our social media platforms as we continue to grow. But before we go any further, we have to say thank you to all of the sponsors on board 
that make this Imperative MX podcast possible for you guys. West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Mika Metals, Total Control Racing Suspension, and our brand new sponsor we brought on board, PR Motorsports from last weekend, last week's chat with the owner, Charlie Forbes. We will get more into each of these awesome companies beyond us here in just a bit. And don't forget to check out imperativemx.com when you get a chance. I actually just put up my brand new perspective from East Rutherford this weekend. Obviously, the mud race and... Um, there's a lot more that's going to be coming out on imperativemx.com, so make sure you guys go and check it out. All of the sponsor logos will be at the very top of the banner. It's very easy and very convenient for you guys to click on that, on that, and it takes you right to their um, website and get anything and everything that you need from there and some of those links actually helps us out so doing that would be greatly appreciated and we will be doing updates reads galleries and so much more here in 2023 so make sure to go and check out imperativemx.com support the ones that support the sport like these companies helping us out with this podcast to bring you these weekly episode and helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast the highly likable knowledgeable and of course your district 29 2011 c-class champion co-host heavy d what's going on heavy oh dude you know you got me over here as always feeling myself coming in with the clutch introduction hey man you already know it it, it was a good weekend this past weekend it was a little rainy and uh yeah this this week has already been a grind uh with three days down pretty much uh since i returned home and uh i tell you what heavy d i'm excited and i know you're excited to talk about some racing action oh dude i'm i'm so pumped man you know even you know not of course it's funny i'm starting off with this i always say not getting off subject but oh boy just this it's like when you was talking about the support from everyone dude it's awesome like you know i don't know why but i like I like to go back and listen to a bunch of the a podcast that we do. I don't know why. I guess just to hear how we sound. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I was looking, dude. Some it's like the subscribers have went up. We got people listening. It's like we almost fifteen hundred subscribers now. Man, we are getting close up there. And dude, what's even better is like I was at. We had a race at Caddies this past weekend, and uh, I seen a Dirt Industries kit, fresh. I nice. mean, fresh, hollow kit red hollow kit dude it was sick and uh it was a little 50 rider cool cool little family yeah and uh his dad was like yeah he was like tell tell the guys in dirt industry we tried them out because of y'all's podcast i was like dude no way that is awesome yeah dude it's sick man i'm like man i think it's sick people listening and they like all right like they actually take the advice and they were pumped on it they was like dude y'all y'all actually like wrong point i was like well, yeah man like the dirt industry does good work so not only that but you, you see a lot of people using a bunch of our sponsors like fxr hydropower and many more so i mean I've, it's awesome i mean I, I think it's cool you know what i mean it's crazy the uh really just looking at the perspective all the way around um 
Imperative MX and what we have done and uh, myself and you included. I mean, man, uh, you know, people are really enjoying this and we're, we enjoy doing this for you guys, the listeners as well. So this isn't just, you know, something that we're trying to do for ourselves. This is for, uh, this is for you guys and it's fun for us to be able to get on here and chat about dirt bikes, pretty dirt bike racing and uh, have so much support. Oh, 100%, man. You know, I just, I think it's pretty cool, you know, being, you know, how much love we try to show to the local scene. And and I think it just goes show, like, the local scenery families and riders, they're showing just as much love and appreciation back by going to supporting these companies to help support the sport. So I, I'm stoked on it, you know. I just felt like I just wanted to get that out of the way before we get into it because I know we got a lot to talk about. And, dude, it's super exciting, especially with you being there. So I'm stoked on it. Yeah, man, absolutely. And before we go any further, West Virginia Motorsports, if you are looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. If you are around the surrounding area and looking for a brand new or pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, UTV, ATV, whatever you need, find your key to fun in Princeton, West Virginia, or their brand new location in Withville, Virginia called uh virginia motorsports so make sure you go and check out either one of those locations don't forget to order your parts for your current bike through west virginia motorsports or virginia motorsports now uh or alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride don't forget to get those oil filters and air filters on the way out of course and heavy d please don't catch them on fire no 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 we ain't don't do that stick to uh Keeping them clean. Don't put no kind of fire to them. Don't get close. You don't want to set them on fire. Mom or dad will not be happy. No, no. Uh, they will They will not. I don't think anybody would. Uh, nobody. Absolutely not. Uh, just thinking about it now, yeah. My, yeah. As you say, Pops would be pissy warm. So, yeah. <laughs> do, do not do that. Do not do that. But You know hey. how much of a goober I feel like for doing that? Like <laughs> Just thinking about it now. <laughs> Yes, I'm like, I can't believe I've done that. I was such an idiot. Oh, hey, you know what? We live and we learn, right? And sometimes it yep. takes very embarrassing moments to know that you will never, ever do that again. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you what, off the rip, man, we, I'm just going to talk about a little bit of, uh, of my experience, uh, going into New Jersey before we get Zach Heron here on the line and, uh, Heavy D, I flew, I flew up there, uh, Went up there alone and then obviously met up with uh, DNC Photos out of North Carolina. So we're still keeping it really local with, you know, who we who we keep close with us, you know. Um, and so we had a really good, uh, really good time. Got to the stadium and I just, I couldn't believe it, Heavy D. It's one of the coolest stadiums, football stadiums. Uh, obviously open dome because of the mud. Uh, but, man, it was just another really, really cool uh, situation just sitting there on press day and kind of just walking up one of the one of the jumps and um, while everybody was talking with media and stuff and just kind of breathing and just taking it in again just like I did in Atlanta dude you you want to know what's crazy I say this a lot but you know when you know you were out there and I fake you, you FaceTime me I FaceTime you you like went around spoke some of the riders caught up with Luke yeah like seeing like how you love it so much and flying out there being around all being around all around all of that 
like it makes you want to grind that much more harder to make that like your full-time jump job you know yep. because I, I don't think people realize for you like it's like you tr- you like truly have a like a passion for it like you love it like you could tell it's like you're in a like a different kind of happy place when you're at the race yeah like yeah it's it's, it's like super surreal like you know i'm the same way when i get to the race dude it's like i love it i can't get enough but seeing you do the media and all it's like i could tell him like all right he wants to grind that much more harder that much more harder yeah to like make a period of his job and bring everybody the true and real content that everybody truly wants to know that i don't feel like we get on the east coast yeah no i'm i uh, thank you for the kind words, Heavy D. And yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, I mean, it, it, yes, it's it's very surreal, uh, surreal when I get to these races just as a fan because I am a fan of the sport for 23 years. And even though that I am in the sport, right, I'm not really in the sport. But now that I actually am in the sport, it is unbelievable and it's crazy at the same time. And I want to show and you know let you guys listen to the experience and uh hear it directly from me and that's um you know kind of what i want to do and what we want to do we want to speak the truth obviously and we want to do the best that we can do uh at it and uh yeah man it's 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 awesome i mean really it's just like me or just like if you were to interview me if i were to win a really big race i would have no words that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at because I just can't believe it. After a year, I can't. I can't believe it. After one year of just you know hard work and dedication, you really can do whatever you want in twelve months, and you know never give up. Oh, that never give up, never give up mentality. Absolutely. And uh, heavy D, I mean, you're on your way up. I mean, you got ideas floating. You got you got things going on, kind of in the in the background that you want to do so you're on your way up too so it's not just me no dude it's like you know i like my ultimate goal was like for us both to go to the races and like i want to like i'm no photographer but i love catching moments and stuff like that like i want to get videos and you know get action shots you know to show the actual in-depth in-depth you know scenery along with the media that you bring with it you know because i mean you do all the groundwork you do you people don't realize you literally do all the groundwork like i'll like people don't understand how hard it is to do what you do like especially with you going to work doing the write-ups for the website going to the races like dude it's a shit ton like uh training kids training kids (laughs) yeah i've got training kids like after work like people don't understand the grind that you really do for imperative to work like like for me it's easy i just literally come on here and talk and then you do everything else. <laughs> i really know but you're good you're good at what you do like you know like it just it just goes both ways i guess but but man yeah no it's crazy and i tell you what another guy that is on the come up that i am super excited to speak with is none other than racer tv's uh, announcer, musician, whatever you need, you call him up. We're going to go ahead and get Zach Heron here on the phone. Let's do it. 
Dirt Industries custom graphics for over 10 years. They've designed, manufactured, and marketed the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and consumer markets. Their high-quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry. The awesome graphics and decals are utilized by professionals and weekend warriors alike. The highly acclaimed design team is well-equipped to help their customers get the design they want in a short amount of time. The design team prides themselves on creativity collaboration. That's what Dirt Industries Custom Graphics does. And Heavy D, you were just talking about the graphics kit that you saw this weekend. So you know that stuff stick at, sticks out when you see a Dirt Industries Custom Graphics kit. Oh, 100%, dude. It, it, oh, it stands out all right. It stands out. Absolutely. And, of course, no local legend uh, this week, but we do have a legend in announcing TV announcing, a musician, whatever it is, Zach Heron. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for coming on to the uh, podcast. What's up, guys? Glad to be back. No, uh, I don't. I don't know if we're at legend status yet, but we're uh, we're trying everything we can. We we couldn't do it as a racer, so I'm trying to figure out some way to to get my name out there. I guess. Hey, well, that's kind of the same thing that I'm doing here. So I mean, you know, both Zach's on the same level. I mean, we're doing pretty good for ourselves. I think. Not too bad, man. Absolutely no. I'm uh, I'm I'm stoked to see what you guys are doing for sure. Um, I definitely want to hear about the, your announcing, man. That's exciting. We yep. got to get all three of us in the tower one day. Um, and then yeah, man. I mean, look at you out there uh, talking to the real legends, Eli Tomac and Jet Lawrence. It's uh, it's pretty impressive, man. No, I'm excited to see where we're at for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, first thing, man. It's five rounds down in this GNCC series that. Uh, that you know you've been to each one and you've been doing the recaps for us on imperativemx.com man what a wild start huh dude i'm telling you what it's uh all over all over the racing it, it's just been insane i mean um you know like you said as far as the the, the motorcycle side on xc1 we've got five different winners in five races um and not only are there different winners but the entire top five has been switched around a lot uh, several of those winners have turned around and had really bad races. So the points have really uh, been shaking every single round there in that XC1 class. But then you flip over to the four-wheeler side, and, man, we've had some chaos go on here recently. Yeah. Uh, Bryson Neal looked like he was just going to dominate, and people were kind of starting to even throw around the, the perfect season rumor a little bit. Wow. Um, and, and then, you know, it just it all came apart. He had a mechanical issue. Ended up getting 11th at uh, round four, and then here at round five, uh, he won. He did win by over two minutes, so it was clear he was definitely the fastest rider. Right. Uh, but, it, yeah, after the race, apparently he took a line that was beyond the 25 feet allowed. And, uh, you know, respectfully, GNCC and MX Sports, you know, they hold everybody accountable, whether you're a, a 50 rider or whether you're Bryson Neal. Um, and and they, they penalized him and took away two positions. And, and one thing I will say, you know, he, Bryson really took that like a champ. You know, it's uh, easy for people to get upset and start cursing and, and blaming other people or other things. But Bryson, you know, he took it on the chin and really kept his head up and just tried to keep moving forward. So it's been, it's been so exciting, man. I'm really uh, excited to start going up north. Um, I'm not excited about the long drives, but the next rounds are going to be really cool. We go to Ironman next for the Hoosier round. Yep. And that uh, that whole property, I'm just excited to be able to see. Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely one of the nationals that I want to hit this year because that's one of the 
uh, national tracks that I have not been to because I just have heard and have seen that the uh, scenery and just the property in general, the track is just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, what's the announcing been like? What's the TV? What's the, you know, the camera in your face? Like, uh, it's new for you, right? So what's it been like? It's uh, it's intense, man. You know, it's it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, we have, obviously, as you guys have seen, we have great racing here locally in North Carolina. Um, the NCMX series is, has been awesome. And even before that, doing the announcing specifically at Windy Hill and Zoo City, um, I'm pretty comfortable as far as announcing racing in general. Um, but on the opposite side, the just professional nature of it, and, you know, now you're dealing with, like you said, we've got cameramen, um, and, and with the Racer TV broadcast, we're actually inside a, a TV truck. We're looking at multiple monitors, um, trying to look at uh, the producer. He goes and, and basically chooses the camera angles, and then we're announcing based off of what we see on the, the TV screen or what you guys would be viewing on Racer TV. Right. Um, but what a lot of people don't know is we have – we have our producer adam gordon he's in our ears basically uh, you guys can't hear him at home but he gives us cues about whether we have interviews and stuff like that and that's taken a little bit to get used to luckily um when i went to school there at unc charlotte i did uh do some broadcast journalism classes and stuff like that so i've had some experience with nice. on-air camera reading and stuff like that um but no man it's it's been really exciting to be able to say that you're a part of a professional series you know i mean the highest level of off-road racing we've got racers from literally all over the world yeah um and i i had a ton of respect for him beforehand but but i'm telling you what have you guys ever been to a gncc in person no but i know i need to i dude yeah i've been to one it's, it's insane. you've been i'm telling you what I, I mean you know they say the camera doesn't do it justice at a motocross track or whatever but it blows my mind just how rough these courses get and how fast these guys are going and these girls i mean the women's class is, have been so much fun to announce too yeah um but yeah it's been it's been really cool man it's uh it's fun to be able to be part of a professional series and, and work with you know the teams that are factory teams man you know you're working with Babbitt's online monster energy kawasaki and, and yeah. red bull fmfk team you know it's it's these teams that we've grown up looking at as like Oh my God, that's factory KTM. So, yeah, um, it's been it's been really cool, man. I, I think uh, I actually think I'm going to have some opportunities to uh, do some of the voiceover work for the Mav TV recaps for nice. some rounds. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that as well. Um, and then here in just a couple weeks, man, we're doing the uh, the J Day race up at uh, Unadilla. For yeah, Unadilla I saw Bay. that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. A lot of cool stuff coming up over this next month. Man, that's awesome, Zach. Heron here on the Imperative MX podcast, episode number 23, Heavy D. So, here's what I'm saying, man. You, you've been killing it doing all the commentating. I love it. It's like you commentate music and you ride. But I tell you what we need this year, and I hope it happens. I don't – I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but I hope to see it. I want to see you be the main headline concert at Loretta this year. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. It is not me that you have to convince. I can promise you of that. <laughs> dude, we need it. You know, I mean, even if I am not the headliner, I mean, let's be honest here. Like last year, Scotty McCreary, you know, that's 
I, I'm not Scotty McCreary, guys. You know, I, I try my best here, but um, so, but I, even like I've I've told Tim Cotter and I've told anybody who will listen to me about it, honestly, um, I'm more than happy to be one of the opening acts, but I would like to have a have a band with me and get to play several different songs. Um, very very grateful for what I got to do last year, but uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of torn. I'm going for the the Holy Trinity for me, so. Uh, I think I even mentioned this on the last time I came on, but I want to be the only person that's raced Loretta's, played music at Loretta's, and actually been hired to announce at Loretta's. So yeah. I have not been hired officially See, to announce. You're a legend. In basically. the beginning here, you said that you were that you were not a legend, and there you go. That's legend status we're, right we're there. Going for it. I, I gotta have some kind of claim to fame. So, but uh, no, I completely agree, Heavy D, man. I'm I'm trying to work it out. I am gonna play some music at uh, some of the GNCC races. I've been told. Um, once again, I think I'm gonna get actually a really cool opportunity to open up for a a rather big band. I can't can't spoil that yet, but. Uh, no, we're working on it. We're trying to grease the wheels. It is a lot of the same personnel at GNCC that runs Loretta's. Right. So uh, hopefully these, these first couple shows will go well, and uh, we'll end up back out at the ranch. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. You know, I just – you know, I feel like dude, last year, like, you know, it was sick. You got to actually play. But I feel like, you know, everybody – it's hard to get on a lot of these shows. I actually get your name out there, and everybody has to have a start. And oh, yeah. I feel like last year was that little start, but dude, I'm telling like, I feel like you should be this year because, man, I just feel like if, when, when that sun goes down and those lights pop out, and you on that stage front and center, you will set it off out there, man. I'm, I'm trying to, you. man. I, I think it would be cool, and especially, uh, you know, not that everybody knows who I am now, but people are starting to know, you know, myself and the other new guy, Jackson. And so it'd be cool for the fans to kind of know me as an announcer and then get out there and really play some music at full volume. Uh, last year, we were just playing guitar, and you can only make six strings sound so loud. So uh, it'd be nice to be able to have some people backing me up and, and get to play for that kind of crowd just because, you know, being out there as a racer and a spectator even, you know, it's so exciting, man. There's just an energy around that place. Um, and so it's a, uh, it's a cool, cool opportunity to be able to hang out with those people. And, uh, I think they respect that. I understand kind of where they're at. It's not just a concert for me. I understand that this whole week is super special for them. So we'll see, man. I, I really do hope to end up back out there. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Go ahead. Heavy D. Sorry. Oh no, you good. I was just saying heck yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Zach, I saw, I see that you got some fresh A-Star boots. You riding anytime soon, or what's going on with that? Dude, we're trying here, man. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to get to snag them officially. I'm going to have to have to barter something out with the old man here. But, uh, oh, boy. No, I'm trying to trying to keep those things here. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think we may bust it out on Saturday. We've got another, uh, I believe it is round five of the NCMX series. Um, I'm telling you what, man, year two for those guys has just been off the chain. Great racing. I, we just had the Loretta's qualifier last weekend at NCMP, and that was wild. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to figure something out. Mike Farr and, and everybody's always been super uh, super cool with me trying to ride any any practice there or anything like that. So yeah. finally got the bike back together. Um, shout out to Isaiah over at FTI getting the suspension hooked up for me. So Nice. Um, yeah, getting everything set up, man. We might break it out on Saturday. I saw there's a little rain in the forecast for Friday, so if it's too muddy, you know, I'm, I'm no GNCC racer. So, <laughs> uh, I may try to 
try to avoid the mud. But yeah. uh, as long as everything looks pretty good, then, then I'd like to try to ride a little bit Saturday. Absolutely. And uh, speak about uh, announcing this weekend at NCMP. Looked like it, you guys did get some rain this weekend, but uh, awesome racing come Sunday and, uh, of course, Saturday. Dude, it was crazy. I, I mean, the, you know, everybody had talked about it. It was no secret that the rain was, was coming. It was just kind of when and how much. And uh, once again, you know, Mark and, and the entire – the Krusty crew, they call it out there – uh, they did a fantastic job on on Friday for practice, and, and Saturday that first day of racing was just great. Um, and, and we got we got close, man. We really they were they were on it from the from the drop on first race day. You know those Loretta's weekends are super packed, and and they've got to run those things back to back. And uh, they got practice off. They ran a short practice, and they started. You know right from the morning, we were telling Ken Farrell was out there announcing with me. And uh, we were telling people, you know, that first moto, we know the rain's coming, so it may be your only moto. So, so you guys line up ready to do battle there in race one and don't leave anything left, you know, left out there. So um, everybody was able to get their first moto in, and we were just about three races through the second moto. And it was one of those deals where you, like, feel two raindrops, and right as you go, oh, no, is it raining? The bottom just fell out. Oh, wow. And so – yeah, it was it was pretty rough, and, and you know, then you've got that awkward deliberation period where you don't want to you don't want to pull people off, but uh, you know, we had some fifty races and stuff because those were all on Saturday, and yeah, there's just no way they would have been able to make it around. So ultimately, they made the call to uh, to end it that day. They, they went for a rain delay for about thirty minutes, and then went ahead and called it. Um, but I think it was the right decision, and it rained and rained, and then it got super sunny. And everybody was like, oh, great, dude, it's so pretty out here. And then it rained and rained and rained again. Like, it oh came out gosh. of nowhere with just a, a second wave. And I was like, man, I don't know. This is going to be rough tomorrow. I oh. mean, I knew a couple of people that were just racing Sunday. And I was like, man, this is probably going to be pretty brutal for you. So I was playing music Saturday night out there um, right by where they had the big bonfire up by the announcer's tower. And, and my entire – concert i don't think i stopped playing until almost 11 15 and they were still full steam ahead working out on the track and uh man they massaged that thing and and i don't know what they did but sunday morning you're like oh my god this is this is a good looking track and and, and for those guys that have ever been out to loretta's you know the morning practice or, or that first race of the day it's pretty wet because they've got to get that moisture in there but it made for a great track on sunday and we had uh some fantastic racing to go along with it so yeah no great stuff going on there in that southeastern area qualifier with the with the ncmx and the pro-am going on there as well so some fast riders out there uh doing good work absolutely and um going back to the gncc series since this is your first year uh in the gncc series obviously and getting to know the teams and the riders and how gnarly it is uh what's been probably the biggest difference you'd say um other than moto what you've been used to pretty much your entire life man it's uh, first of all you know the the people that work at gncc and, and teams and everything like that have been so welcoming you know I, I mean i definitely was was a little nervous even having the experience that i do in in commentating because, uh, like I said, you you are walking into Factory KTM and, right. and Factory Kawasaki. Yeah, you know, it's it's the real deal. Yep. Um, 
but all of the personnel and even the riders, they have just been as laid back as can be. I mean, um, some of the ATV pros that have even messaged me just, just outside of racing just to say, Hey man, you guys have been doing a really good job. And so, That's um, cool. I have, I've honestly been surprised at just how welcoming and cool everybody's been. Um, you know, you've got, you've obviously got the, the haters out there on the internet and, and that's cool to me, you know, love me or hate me. At least you're listening to the sport and, right. and you have an opinion. And so, um, you know, whatever, I, I've got stuff to work on. I know that that's part of it, but, uh, no, as far as the professional personnel and, and all of the riders, even it has been, been really, really welcoming and, and super, um, if you need anything, if you have any questions, anything like that, they're just, they're just super happy to help and so that's been that's been really cool but uh no i think honestly probably the biggest difference that i noticed as far as on a on a race day is is just how much of a team is involved um you know obviously it's it's not just one person getting cooper webb or eli tomac out on the track obviously they have a team there at the races but as far as when it's time to throw down it's pretty much just the rider um, and, and then I guess you could say the mechanic as well with the pit board. Right. But there at GNCC, dude, it's a whole different ball game. They 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 all strap their race face on and, and you know they're stretching out and they're getting ready. And I mean, um, especially at those mud races, dude, it's everybody's got to play their part. They're taking e bicycles to different points around the trail. Yeah. Um, they've got goggles. They've got rags. They've got water. They've got all kinds of Everything. stuff. Everything. Yeah. Um, Oh, dude, it's 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 crazy. And then they come back, they refill, and they go right back out. Um, and when those riders come in for a pit stop, um, I do think it's pretty cool that the wives or the girlfriends get to get involved as well. Yeah. Um, oftentimes they're they're sitting there putting, you know, like Stu Baylor, his wife Jade is always putting the goggles on Stu, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's cool to see that they're able to, you know, literally have a part in it. You know, yeah. they, Jade's even told me that she's got to practice that you know they've got to run through that to make sure that they're able to do it efficiently and so um That's crazy oftentimes there's, yeah it's it's crazy that you don't really think about that because i mean um you're not going to see eli tomac's wife out there you know spinning a wrench or, or doing anything like that with the baby yeah yeah exactly and, and i mean you know jay Stu baylor's family perfect example they've got a little a little son and, and i mean he's running around the races he's going to grow up there at the races it's super cool um and, and i mean yeah he's he's hanging out by the trailer while the race is going on they make sure he's not in harm's way and, right. and then it's full race mode for for the whole family so it's really cool to just see how many people have to work and have have a specific job to do during the race there at gncc absolutely heavy d yeah i know it, it's crazy i know like in gncc i think the budget's are a lot tighter than in like motocross supercross wise so but even still i honestly think how they do that is so insane like you know like you're saying like the families they're heavily involved they're out there handing water or goggles or towels helping chug gas in the tanks it's it's insane man yeah it's uh it, it's definitely I, and i'm not sure exactly how the numbers all break down um but but definitely coming from the motocross world and and knowing a little bit about gncc but never never getting to see it obviously as up close as i am now um i mean i've gotten to go into some of those rigs you know i've been inside coastal gas gas and and the phoenix honda rigs and stuff like that and i mean trust me boys those things are beautiful they are very very nice and uh 
it's hard to hard to look at those and sit there and say these guys are on a tight budget but uh, at the same time that it, it takes those type of rigs to be able to have the parts that they need um everything that it takes to be able to run a full team for the for the weekend and so it's uh it's interesting for sure i think it i think everybody takes it a little more serious because of that you know i don't think uh when when somebody wins, that whole team is on cloud nine. You know, everybody is just super super excited. Um, but when the teams do, don't do well or they have bad luck or whatever, you see it. I mean, it's it's personal for all these guys, and, and they're out there working just as hard and and spending time away from their family and traveling. And so, yeah, it's a it's a full effort out there, and everybody's got their part. Um, I'm actually uh, talking with GNCC possibly about doing some more writing. Um, with just some kind of observations from a first-year perspective of, of being around GNCC. So we'll see what happens with that as well. But it's definitely been unique and fun to watch. And like I said, we're only just getting into it. Uh, from what I understand, when we go north, a lot of the terrains start to change, a lot more rocky. Um, and so I'm interested to see what that's like, you know, go up to these different states. I haven't been to Indiana or uh, Ohio before. Pennsylvania, I was like three the last time I went. So It'll be cool to go up north and uh, see what's what's to come. Ultimately, really excited for snowshoe. They say that one's really cool where they start there on the on the street. So, just uh, enjoying the ride for right now, man. Heck yeah, I love to hear, man. I think it's awesome. You know, I know it's a lot of traveling and a lot of work, but I'll tell you, the dedication and the hard work is going to pay off in the end for sure. Oh, dude, yeah. It's uh, at the end of the day. What what am I doing for for a living right now? I'm I'm playing music and I'm I'm getting to talk to the world about motorcycle racing. And like I said, I, I grew up racing motocross, but the the community and just the family aspect of the GNCC, uh, you know, and that's that's something else that's that I guess very different than motocross. Man, you can't if you're a football player, you can't have your little league or, or your Parks and Rec football game at 8 a.m. and then that night you're watching the Carolina Panthers play on the same field. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen. Right. But at GNCC, these kids, and a lot of them run majority of the series or at least the southern rounds or whatever, you know, they go out and they do everything they can for their race and they work hard. And then a couple hours later, they get to see their heroes, the the Ricky Carmichael, the, the you know, the best of the best in their eyes, in their discipline of racing go out and ride the exact same track that they were on that morning and so um that's really cool a lot of these kids they see these riders week in and week out and so you know hey what's up buddy like they kind of recognize them and so it's been a, a really cool dynamic as far as the family atmosphere that you find out there as compared to the motocross stuff where um i love moto but it is a little bit i feel a little more businessy you know you don't quite have everybody hanging out um and, and just kind of chilling out it's a little more hey you stay over there i stay over here we're gonna race each other and that's just that you know right no and that's uh that's awesome to hear and man we've you know from this side over here man we've been cheering you on and it's been awesome to see your progress and where you know this is going to take you you've been doing awesome on the write-ups uh, you know every um i've been getting come a couple of emails saying that you've been doing good so um man it's it's awesome to see and i want to appreciate you taking uh taking your time out of your busy schedule to uh come on to the imperative mx podcast and uh 
good luck at these next couple of rounds. And, yeah, hopefully by the end of the year, man, we can all three get up in the booth and uh, call a couple of races. I think that would be fun. Absolutely, man. I, I can't thank you enough. Like I said, it's uh, it's cool to be back on here, man. You look at just the progress we both have made as far as uh, from the last time we talked on here. It's uh, it's really cool to see you hanging out there at Supercross and, and, and what you've been doing with, with Imperative. And, and like I said, man, I know only on a, on a surface level how much it takes to be able to run those social media accounts and be able to have such a, a consistent presence. So uh, my hat's off to both of you guys. And I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, keep on keeping on. And, and yeah, without a doubt, I want to, if I'm not announcing you racing, then I at least want to announce with you. So yeah, no, absolutely. And Zach, appreciate it again. Talk to you later. Without no problem, guys. Y'all have a good one. Take it easy. You as well. You too, Zach. Later. And that was Zach Heron, part of that racer TV that brings you that GNCC series uh, week in and week out. Heavy D, man, what a good interview. Oh, dude, that was awesome. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, it things have changed a lot since the last time we all talked on the podcast. And I know, right? It's crazy. It, it's like crazy how, you know, quick things get in motion and how fast they happen. So, I mean, I, I think it's awesome, man, on both ends. You know, he's really, you know, come a long way uh, with GNCC, Racer TV, and uh, things are getting a lot better and I like, the way it's looking, I hope to see. I would love to see Zach announce some Supercross or so, or, or at least outdoor or something. You know, definitely, definitely does because I mean he kills it, man. He gets in front of that camera, he's right at home. No, absolutely, he does very, very well, and um, you know he definitely has confidence in himself uh, in the way that he speaks and uh, his delivery is very well. So no, it's uh, it's super good and it's been good. Uh, and fantastic, really, to just see his uh, his bar graph has been uh, going through the roof, and obviously with uh, with him knowing uh, that it's uh, getting you know to that point, you know what I'm saying. So he's he's doing really really uh, well. So um, Mika Metal, they strive to be the leader in product quality. Their bars are constructed of 6061 aerospace aluminum and have a unique design that allows them to retain maximum strength while they still have the riders or still have the flex riders desire mika sprockets are made from 7075 aerospace aluminum the highest standard in the industry their unique tooth design design maximizes wear and lets you ride longer go to www.mikametals.com check out their inventory and see for yourself you see the Club MX riders have them on their bikes. Jeremy Martin won uh, that third race of the night in Arlington using Mika Metals, so make sure to go and check them out at MikaMetals.com. And Hydropower. Hydropower is formulated by a sports nutritionist to help eliminate arm pump and increase your endurance so you can ride safer and faster. And Heavy D knows what the power of Hydropower can do. Oh, dude. Hydropower will get you powered up and right. It's it is prime, perfect, and fantastic rehydration. Man, that stuff is good. And if you want 10% off of your purchase, make sure to click that link at the top of the banner. And, of course, Total Control Racing Suspension, Chad Newton. He owned an arena cross team for 10-plus years. He knows his stuff. 
Luke Neese, J Mike McDade, Tyler Bright, Josh Thomas, Jim Chester, and so many more legends throughout the years using Total Control Racing Suspension. And thanks to Chad and uh, Total Control for coming on board for 2023. And man, just go and get your bushings and your oil uh, cleaned and, and fixed and repaired. Just go and do that. Your bike will really, really enjoy it. Right, Heavy D? Like, your bike needs that needs that good oil, needs a little tune-up here and there, you know? Yeah, I mean, at least get the oil changed to get that PP out of your fork tubes, and it will be a night and day difference, I'm telling you. Like, a lot of people don't get their stuff serviced, and it's surprising. You know, I've seen uh, a lot of uh, crazy things around some suspension shops and uh you'd be surprised what you see and what you find when you hadn't had your suspension service this it's not pretty absolutely so make sure to go and check out total control suspension.com and uh yeah get your stuff cleaned out and get your uh get your settings right you know that you look good you feel good you got to be comfortable out there. So make sure to go and check out Total Control Racing. And uh, speaking of racing, let's go ahead and get 14th place overall from this past weekend's mud race in New Jersey. Justin Starling on the line. FXR from high performance snow rider wear to motocross gear. FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, snow gear, fishing gear, anything you need, FXR has you covered. In my opinion, go and check out the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. That's FXRRacing.com. And on the line right now, we have an FXR athlete wearing that gear to a 14th this past weekend. Justin Starlin, what's going on, Justin? Thanks for coming on to the Imperative MX podcast. What's going on, boys? So we almost got a car accident just now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like waving at Kevin. I'm like, no, hit the brakes, hit the brakes. Wait, <laughs> right, is, 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 Mar is, Mar oh. is Moran's driving oh, or are you driving? Mar Moran's is driving. Oh, but, no. Oh, oh my God. no. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. What's up, boys? Yeah. No, we're here. All is good. My heart's at like. <laughs> Maybe 200 beats a minute. We're alive. We're on our way to the. I don't even know what round this is. My life just flashed. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's too good, man. Uh, but, oh, yeah. No, it's good. 14th sucked. Um, I didn't do good, in my opinion. I was up to 11th, so that should have been better, but I was a dummy and pulled my goggles off and got roosted in the face and was basically just struggling to see the rest of the race. But, yeah, 14th, um, at least the best finish I've had this year. So at least if we're going to have a mud race, I at least have some sort of positive out of it. But, uh, yeah, here we got a few more to go and hopefully just keep it in the top 15. So that should be all right. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And, I mean, what a ride and what a what a mud race. And we'll get to that here in a second. But first, man, tell me tell me one thing that you uh, that you enjoy about FXR gear and uh, why you have a part or why you have them a part of your program this year. Yeah, so I've been with them for, I think this is my second year. Uh, but I've been with them off and on in the past with, uh, like, separate teams. Um, but when I was started running my own program, I, I, I wanted to work with people that were – 
more fun, I guess you could say, and, and more just like about what I would do. And uh, I knew Brad uh, Barons from uh, he was at EBS, and I was with EBS or at EBS with him for years. And uh, when he went to FXR, I kind of went with him, so I knew him really well. And uh, it was just a good fit for me to go there. And they've been nothing but just absolutely amazing. And honestly, like the some of the best gear. Like I don't wear anything custom from them. I just wear a medium jersey and a thirty-two pant or a thirty pant, yeah. and it is by far the best fitting stuff I've ever had. I uh, I did custom sizing. Uh, jerseys in 2019 yeah from them and man there's there's stuff that they have these days it's just a little bit more form fitting and i think it's a little bit better than their custom stuff i've had a couple of times their custom pants when they do like a one-off gear um uh, for like uh for example last week we had st dude's gear like we've had that and honestly i like their production stuff better it's just so good it fits so well it's super durable I've had some pants like a colorway that I like so much that I'll just wear like almost four times a week. Yeah, and you just don't get holes in them or anything. Like it, it just stuff holds up super well. It's super durable, and yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. And man, what a wild weekend in uh, in MetLife. And of course, like you said off the top, you know, you pulled that fourteenth place out of out of the bag, like you like to say, but. Man, uh, really though, how was the conditions and how was how was the uh, the race for you? Other than the uh, other than the goggles situation, uh, it wasn't bad. I got a really bad start and I made a mistake. I put a higher hole shot button on, thinking that the grade was going to be really slick. Right. Uh, so I didn't want my front end that far down. And as soon as I got onto the grade, I I looked at flood and I was like, yo, I think we made a mistake on the hole shot button, but it was too late at that point and. Uh, yeah, just a, kind of wheelied and just a bad start, but that's on me. You know, I, that, I was that was my decision, and it, it didn't work. But uh, yeah, just kind of a bad start. I was working my way forward. It wasn't that bad. Like we jumped a lot of the sections. Yeah, um, yeah. So it really, to me, wasn't terrible. There was a couple spots that were a little bit sloshy, and then like a couple spots we were also done to plywood. But um, all in all, it really wasn't that bad. I just my goggles were perfect. Uh, like you know, like using the roll-offs the whole time. Like there were no problems. I uh, I cased. There was a table single in the first rhythm after the start that yeah. I cased, and when I did that, I had I was I mean it was pretty humid in there, and uh, just some sweat went onto my lens, and it started fogging up my goggles. Yeah. Um. So that's what caused me to pull the goggles. I think Roxanne had like the same issue. Uh, yep. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a fault on anybody or 100 percent or anything like that. It was it was just you know a small mistake, sweat, and then it was humid. So there's not much you could do. But uh, yeah, it was okay. Um, the bike wash. I washed the bike till 2 a.m. and <laughs> got back to the track at like 9 a.m. and uh, it was still trash. So I actually ended up just pulling it down to the frame and trying to clean as much as I could by hand that day yeah. uh and then now me and moran's are well hopefully we make it there we don't get in a car accident but uh we're uh, <laughs> we're now headed up to uh to nashville we're like i don't know maybe 40 minutes out oh nice um, and then so we're we, we're going super early this week um just so that tomorrow he's got a bunch of bike work he hasn't even seen his bike besides washing it on that night and uh my bike's a frame, so I brought up a bunch of stuff like aluminum brighter and everything to basically just clean up the subframe uh the swing arm radiators get everything back back to you know what i think is uh, you know appropriate and perfect right um so i'm gonna be scrubbing the engine and everything all day tomorrow and then uh maybe start assembling tomorrow night and then finish it friday and be ready to go on saturday 
Yeah, no kidding. That's the full uh, privateer life. And I was about to say, yeah, you said on Twitter that you still have uh, shit the clean pretty much uh, from from the weekend. Yeah, I mean, everything's clean. Yeah, everything's clean. Uh, it's just, like, stained, you know? Like, yeah. I got to go in there and, like, Scott's Bride and Burlow pad the engine to make it shiny again. Yep. Uh, the swing arm has got it stained, so you got to go in there and aluminum brightener, and it'll make it just, you know, back to like brand new looking and then the radiators are stained in the fins so you got a aluminum brightener those that makes it back to new again yeah um so just little stuff like that like the bike is technically fine and then i i have the brake systems fully off right i'm obviously the bike's a frame so i have the brake systems like um and i'm gonna pressure wash those out in a little grit and sand like there were so many like little pebbles and stuff all over that dirt yeah uh, so i gotta get all that out of the brakes and do brake pads like just all that stuff throttle cables there's just it was stuff everywhere so I brought home like my wiring harness and throttle body and stuff uh, on the plane, and I hand cleaned all that this week. Um, so all that's ready to go back to assemble. But uh, yeah, the, the wiring harness was hammered; like it was just full of mud everywhere and everything. So yeah, just gonna make the bike back to brand new or as close as I can, and new clutch, throttle cables, you know, the, the whole nine, and just yeah, make sure it's ready to go for, uh, for race day. Absolutely, the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number twenty-three. Speaking with Justin Starlin, Heffy D. My dog, it's been a minute. It's been a Sorry, long. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, dude. I, well, no, I saw you. When I just, I just saw you. No, no, I saw Devin Colbert. Yeah, you saw Devin. Different guy. I was yeah, saying, I saw probably, Devin just recently at Seattle. Uh, yep, yep. I was gonna say it had to be at Seattle. Uh, when was the last time I seen you? Was it last year, Supercross? No, dude. The last time you saw me was either, golly, no, not last year or the year before. Either the year before Atlanta. Uh, I'm yeah, I was there all all three races. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't yeah. know. These years go by so fast that you kind of right? start to lose track of what's going on anymore. Dude, dude it's crazy. It's crazy uh, thinking I mean, that I, the mud I'm race was a couple of days ago. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm freaking engaged over here and in my 30s. So, yeah, it's <laughs> – life's wild. Engaged <laughs> in his 30s and got a full work schedule before racing to put a bike back. Literally. 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 The, bike's, <laughs> the bike's got a full bill to go. But When you, you started naming that, I literally got tired. I don't even want to go to work anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow too so i'm gonna be doing that just completely soaking wet whatever and it, it is what it is right like either you do it or you don't and, and it either gets done or it doesn't for so the love of the sport the right that, that does it yeah it's something like that i guess <laughs> but i got you really gotta admire my guy's multitasking too he's doing all this doing a podcast and fearing for his life with moran's in the car right now <laughs> Yes, fearing for my life, absolutely, right now. Kevin <laughs> sitting here texting, leaning across the steering wheel. We've almost gotten six car access. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. But I've, I've sampled the brakes once and had to avoid cars. It's all good. We're, we're making our way up. Yeah. What's funny, he's literally going down the road with a checklist right now. Like, all right, before I get to build the bike tomorrow, make sure we get to Nashville. All right, he said he's about 40 yeah. minutes out. So, like, check that off. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Oh, nah, we, we make. I can either do it or not, and I still love this shit, so I'm gonna keep doing it. 
Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. So, you excited about Nashville? I am. I uh, We went there, what, 20, 2019? Yep. Um, I was still on the 250 West Coast, so I went up to this race as, like, full-blown privateer, like, literally in the back of my little Chevy Express van that I had and didn't even have a mechanic. Um, I went up there for that, but it was good. It went well for me. I uh, made the main and all that. I think I got 15th or something in the 450 class, so that was, like, pretty good for me Nice at the time. And then, um, yeah, so I'm excited for this weekend. My fiancé flies in Friday. And then uh, it's a day race. I think the main event's at 4.30. So uh, we'll be done super early and then be able to go have a good night on the town that I probably won't remember on Sunday. So, yeah, it should be, uh, it should be good. I like your agenda. I like the way you think. <laughs> hey, I got to have fun with it, too. Absolutely. Oh, dude, man. Absolutely. It's a problem when that city has my favorite bar called Tin Roof, and they make my favorite drinks. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a night to not remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's too good man that's too good of course hey you know uh myself and uh and my girlfriend will also uh also be there so uh you know yeah well we, same with tiller and all of them like they're all coming in nice too, so. nice dude yeah bro yeah, we all gotta it's go gonna out. Be a, nice it's gonna be a ride yeah hey we'll have dude. to facetime heavy d and show him the time that he is missing Hey, it's not too late, Heavy D. Hop on a plane, get over. Dude, I got babies to take care of now. I got children. <laughs> okay, you're right. Priorities, I get it. Yeah. Oh, dude, now listen, trust me. If I could, I'd be gone. No offense to my baby <laughs> and my lady. I love them all to death. But, dude, like, I got to – trust me, it's coming. It's coming. Hey, I'll be it back. Is. I'll be back. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to get them through, but – uh, Justin, man, it's been it's been rough for you this year with uh, injuries and I believe sickness, right? That's kind of hindered you from the success, kind of like you had uh, last year, in your opinion, right? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I started the year better this year. I think I, I felt a little bit better. I came in pretty strong. Um, results weren't amazing, but we were in the first four mains and everything was pretty good. Right. Um, then I had a crash in uh, Houston. And I, I, don't, I was telling Kevin this. I don't think that crash really hindered me too much, but it was like it was a triple quad, and I cross-rutted on the quad and landed on a tough block and did a front flip. And I got my hand a little bit. Uh, my hand was super swollen that day and all cut up from the tire. Um, and then the next week, and I had another get-off. That's where I got my chin really bad with uh, with a bolt on the fork guard, and um, I, that's what hurt my knee as well, my patella tendon. So that one put me out for two weeks of racing like I, I was able to go ride but I I was only doing one lap of the heat race and pulling off because I was just in too much pain right. um, so yeah it was like two weeks in a row just of, of, of crashes and it kind of messed with me mentally and uh, it's been hard to get out of that slump like I've had a couple you know little flashes of brilliant, brilliance with like some speed and qualifying and stuff like that but yeah it's been kind of an, an odd year for me I uh, every 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 year, it kind of seems like I have like a good one, then a bad one, then a good one, then a bad one. Right. Um, last year, I had a really good year, and, and this year, it's I wouldn't say it's been bad. I mean, I've been in every main event, but result-wise, it's been not up to what you know I believe I should be. Right. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, also everyone got really good, and not many people are out compared to last year. So yeah. you have to look at it like that as well, you know. And. Um, I mean, we've I've only made two mains, but out of every main that I've tried to actually make, I've made every one. So um, if you look at it like that, it's it's not terrible. Right. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. Like I said, we got three more, and 
you know, I'll put my best foot forward, but it's kind of more just like, hey, you get out of this season the best you can. Don't take any big risk. Have a good summer of just kind of regrouping. You know, we're, we're going to re- revamp the entire program and change a lot of things. And uh, I'm also getting married and all that. So for nice. me, it's it's like, man, just get through the season the best you can. Yep. Uh, there's three left. Don't kill yourself. Just just get through it. Be safe. You know, don't do anything dumb. And then, you know, just like I said, just re- revamp everything and, and make sure you're prepared for for 24. You know, because it's hard to you can't really make up where you're at now. Where you're at is where you're at. Um, right. No, absolutely. And uh, the rest of the season. So yeah, yeah. So it's all good. I mean, I, like I said, complain too much. I'm uh, I'm getting healthier i'm not back to where i should be my knee still bugs me quite a bit when i'm riding but for for what it is um yeah it's all good nice and uh so no wsx or or anything like that just gonna take the summer off and kind of the the rest of the year maybe do some odd races here and there yeah, I have a couple races lined up um, that are more towards September time. Okay. Um, not SMX stuff. I won't. I won't even bother with anything of that or outdoors. Um, WSX was pretty appealing to me uh, for a bit, um, but honestly, the the deals are so bad, like that they that people offer that, it, and especially with my results this year, that I kind of understand that I'm not going to get a great offer. Right. Um, but ultimately, the second race is the weekend before my wedding, and to be fair to my fiance, I think it's smart to, to not go right. um, and just give her the time because you only get married. I mean, you can get married more than once, but I would like to only do it once. <laughs> right, right. Of, yeah, no uh, kidding, right? I want to put a lot. I think of my we eggs all do, right? <laughs> yeah, so I would like to put all my eggs into that one basket and, yeah. and enjoy it and hope that it's my one only. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man. You can get married more than once. <laughs> That's not the plan. That's definitely not the plan. I mean, you, you, my, my plan is to get married once, so I'd like to do it once. So I'm gonna put all my eggs into that basket of doing it once. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I can race World Supercross next year. This kind of, yeah. in my opinion. And so yeah, this summer, you know, Nicole is, she works, uh, she goes to school Monday through Friday with cosmetology, and then she gets on a plane Friday night, and then gets in by usually like 10 or 11 at night and then it's straight to the track in the morning and then on a plane Sunday morning and then Monday back to school. So, and she works her butt off at the races. So yeah, for me, the best thing I can do is, Hey, super runs over. It's time to take a break from, from the racing and, and put it to the side and, you know, get excited for the wedding and just focus on that. I think that's the right yeah. thing to do. And uh, yeah. so it's probably a uh, best not to start off being a newlywed in the doghouse. Yeah, especially like say I go to I go to World Supercross and I crash the weekend before and I'm injured the week of my wedding. You know, like oh, I I'm not okay. gonna do that to her or <laughs> her family or my family or the people that are coming. I I'm gonna just do you know the there is a lot more to life than just racing and you know that's where I'm gonna put my uh, my attention is just to her and then after the seat after we get married you know we'll do the honeymoon and then it's like okay well you know where are we racing so yeah exactly yeah no Heck yeah no for sure and uh is uh is moran's available let me ask him a question yeah kevin kevin he's listening to music texting watching his youtube uploading videos at all the same time while driving so but uh yeah here here is right here all right howdy 
Hey, what's going on, Kevin? How are you? Zach from Imperative, man. What a what a good weekend for you. Just real quick, since I know you're multitasking while you're driving. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> how was the race for you? It was, uh, was a career best for you in the mud. Speak about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was just right time, right or right place, right time kind of deal. Um, you know, obviously, everybody had to race the same track, so it's not like a complete give me or anything like that, but... The biggest thing for me was just getting a decent start. Thank goodness I got one of my decent starts that I'm usually kind of known for and just ran up there. And the biggest thing was just trying to keep my vision clear. So, you know, just kind of how Justin said, he had a little bit of vision issues. That's kind of one thing I attribute a majority of my result to is I had pretty clear vision the whole time. So um, I wear Oakley air brakes and yeah, they were pretty solid. And uh it was allowed me to kind of focus, breathe, and just, you know, hit the lines that I wanted to hit, if that makes sense. Yeah, no kidding. Did you know exactly where you were or what place or even what, you know, what guy was even around you? Did you have any idea? Um, A little bit. I knew that I started, like, fifth, and then I got passed by a few guys, and I couldn't tell, you know, let's just say six laps into it or so, like, there's a couple big dogs that I'm like, these dudes were behind me. It's like, am I getting lapped already or what's going on? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I figured I was like, you know, 12 to 15, somewhere in there. And then, you know, about two or three laps after, so I was just say, we'll say eight laps in, I finally found my mechanic cause there's no pit boards cause of the rain. And I saw him with like, like holding out two hands and not even like all the fingers. So like I was like, holy <laughs> heck, I'm in the single digits here. So at that point, that's that's hilarious. That's yeah. so funny. Exactly. So I was like, that's when I just knew I was like, it is what it is, kind of deal. Like just the, I knew that I I couldn't force anything, right? As soon as I started, before I even started, I just I knew that just take what comes to you kind of deal. If you force things, it's gonna that's where it just goes downhill in a mud race like that. Yeah. Especially supercross. That was my first ever supercross mud race. So wow. pretty stoked with how it went. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just getting a good start and just making sure you double everything. Like, obviously, there's no big sins. I, I mean, Kenny tripled onto that tabletop right in front of me, and I'm like, this dude has a death. Dude, race. he did. He but, did it probably <laughs> about 75 percent of the entire race, all the way up to the end, even with no goggles on. Yeah. Unreal. I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> oh my so, God. um, yeah, just double everything that you can double and just stay in the position you're in. That's pretty much all it was no that's awesome man kevin i appreciate your time get uh get you and yourself or you and uh star dog over there uh safely you can hand the phone back over to him i appreciate your time <laughs> uh yeah no problem here he is appreciate it and i'm back i'm just the 14th place guy seventh place guy so oh man he sh he shit straight on your goggles but the first sentence that came out of his mouth hey. about hey that his no, goggles you know helped him and <laughs> No, what was what was cool about it is like when I came off the track and I looked up at the board because I didn't know what place I was even. Right. And um, I saw I was 14. I was like, ah. And I looked at who was in front of me. I'm like, oh, I remember seeing them. And I was like, game. They were. I was right in that area. Um, but I saw him seventh, and I remember like the first. I just pinned it off to where he was. I actually almost crashed into him, <laughs> like coming off the track. Just because I was so stoked, stoked for, for him, him, I just wanted yeah. to give him a hug. I was like, dude, that is so dad ask is like i remember salt lake i got ninth, ninth. and it was yeah. like the, it was like the best feeling oh know? yeah like, just just doing that and making it happen and everyone was all stoked and kevin was all stoked for me and just like i just was like dude that is like i'm so pumped that like one of my best friends was able to feel what i was able to feel and especially a seventh like dude not dude. just like a ninth or a tenth like me like he got a seventh yeah like, that's gnarly yeah 
So like, yeah, I literally came in and like literally almost washed the front out on the plywood. <laughs> and like, I like literally hit his front tire. I'm like, like, Oh shit. Like I'm like yelling. And I turn around, I just fucking give him a hug. I'm like, dude, that's so bad. Yeah, that's know? Like, so sick. And like, like that's, I didn't know that you guys were that. I didn't know that you guys were that close. I mean, speak about it. You guys are both privateers, right? You guys are on the road. You guys are traveling (laughs) to these races um, out of your own pocket at most of the time. And uh, you know, uh, Kevin's got Moran's Mafia, and you have great uh, sponsors behind you helping you out. Yeah, speak about that too. Yeah, I've known Kevin for a while, and uh, last year we got pretty close. Like I stayed at his house for a while, and. Um, we carpooled up together. What was it, Minneapolis? Yeah. And yeah, we car- carpooled together up to Minneapolis, and then I went back to his house, and then we then he came and stayed at my parents' house for what seven or eight weeks, and I wasn't even there. Oh, I was wow. <laughs> he was just staying with my parents, and I was driving my van to all the races. But uh, yeah, we got super close, and after the season, when he started building a supercross track, I drove from Salt Lake, actually caravan, um, all the way to his house, and I hung out there and just literally worked on like building him a supercross pad for like like a week it was like something like that yeah and um yeah and then he came and stayed in florida we got to do some riding together and um yeah then last night he came and stayed at the house and he was heading back up to nashville and i'm like well i'm gonna stay on the road for the last three so yeah we're driving up in his van right now to nashville and then we're gonna go together caravan on sunday to his house and then we're just gonna basically caravan for the rest of the season so nice um yeah, we've been good friends for a bit now, and that's a dude that I have his back 100%. I know he has mine, too. And it's uh, I was actually saying it this morning. I was like, you know what's kind of wild is we're both main event dudes, and we just like are like best buds. That's like, so cool. You don't see that. No. You don't see that much besides maybe like Sexton or Roxton or something like that. Yeah. But like this in the privateer side, you don't see it much. So I was like, man, like you're my boy. Like we're just going to go racing, but we're both going to be in the mains. You know, like yeah. it's, it's always cool that way, so – yeah no it's it's fun we keep it fun and you know it's we just race dirt bikes too on the weekends no man that is that's so cool and that's something that i didn't know and i've known you guys you know just watching from afar and it's cool um just from atlanta when you know i handed you the or you know gave tiller the six dollar bag of ice and he was trying to get you know give give me money i'm like dude it's six dollars bro it's not it's not that big of a deal but man ever since then man was it six was it six or nine dollars it was six or nine it was six nine dollars it was six nine dollars yeah i figured it was somewhere in there yeah somewhere right around in there for tiller it was probably actually 69 so i'd actually have to get that 69 out of him but regard wait no, no homo pause pause on that but anyways <laughs> uh dude you know and it's cool you know and uh you've been very uh you know opening uh to myself first time ever getting to uh be behind the scenes at the uh supercross races and it's awesome to see um you know this weekend personal best for you and then also and then also uh moran's or at least personal best for you this year uh and then moran's career best and it's cool that you guys are both buds and uh, going to the races together and doing what you guys love and that's what you know keeps the sport alive you know we we do this podcast here uh, mainly for the local motocross scene in this North Carolina area um, and it's cool to see yeah. that it even it, it goes even farther than the local scene to see the the support and um, you know it's not just all about competition and your competitors and trying to be better it's it's about wanting better for each other if that makes sense you know like you're trying to help each other out yeah of course i want to beat kevin i mean that's obvious right like we both want to beat each other but 
when the race is over, the race is over. Right. You know, it is yep. how it went. And like I said, it was just cool to, cause like, obviously when we left that, that race, when I got ninth and we were together for a week and I was like on a high horse and you know? I'm like, man, I got ninth. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and he, he got 15th and it didn't have like the best year. Like it was pretty good, but it wasn't the best. And you know, when, when I, I kept telling him, I was like, I remember just being like, dude, you're going to have your time. Like it's, it's, you're, it's coming, dude. You're getting better and better and better. And to see it happen and be able to be there, yeah. you know, it, will, will it happening? I mean, before that main event, we were sitting in a trailer together for an hour and a half, just wondering if we were going to race, you yeah. know, like that was where we were. And then we went racing and then he gets to seventh and I'm the 14. I'm like, dude, this is badass. This you know, I'm like, awesome. I just was like, so I like, I, I honestly, I saw my position and I was like, dang, you know, it could have been better is what it is. And but I saw him seventh and I was like, that I made your whole night and finish. like your whole weekend right yeah, there just it, by your best friend yeah, right there. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot how I did. And I just was like, dude, I got to find Kevin. And I saw him. Oh, like I said, almost crashed into him. And he like looked at me. He's like, what, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm like, like, dude, dude, yes. Yes. Seventh. Are you kidding me? And I was like, just gave him a hug. I'm like, that is so badass. You know, like. Like I don't know, dude. It is what it is. Like That's I said, cool. like once the race is over, it is what it is. Now, yeah, going into the last corner, was I was I not stoked about where I was? Of course, but race is over. You can't change it. Is what it is. Move on, you know. And and be stoked for your boys because, like I said, I'm 30 years old. I enjoy this stuff. And do I want to beat Kevin? Yes, I want to beat everyone that I can out there. Like there's right. no doubt about that. If this is like they all want to beat me, it's the same thing. So, um, no, it's cool. I'm glad he's having a great year and it's uh it's cool to just i don't know just letting like having him have the feeling that i had it, it that's to me was like i was like dude you, you like this feeling is unbelievable yeah and it's good that he was finally able to have it you know and and a seventh like that's gnarly that's, <laughs> like that yeah. is that i, is I, I know when gnarly. i got my ninth i was like i don't think i'll ever beat that and you know to him the guy that's seven i'm like damn dude like that's that's <laughs> badass yeah, no, that is unbelievable. Uh, Heavy D, any uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's I don't know. Um, so <clears throat> you know, it's cool because Justin, like, he's really like that. If people don't know, I don't know if he remembers this. He probably does. Like, this is it's a, it's jacked up, but it's a funny story at the same time. So back in I want to say it was two it was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. Matter of fact, you were there too, Zach. You may not remember, but it was the Action Town. Oh, it yeah. was it was a qualifier. Oh, I remember Action Town. Yeah. Yes. So it was you was I was in C at the time. You was in B, and Starlin he was in A. And it was um we was there racing, and uh him and Freebird were like right there near me, you know. And dude, for I just did not like Action Town. I I just. I hated that track, dude. I hated it so bad. <laughs> so, dude, I was doing so shitty. I mean, that was 2011. Okay, okay. So it was 2011. We were both in the A class. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You and Freebird. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll never forget. And so, like, the Starling and Freebird, they was like, Starling was like, all right, I'm going to go out in front of you. He was like, follow my line. Just look, look at my line. So, like, I'll go out there and practice with him. And they had like that long section of rollers into that drop off. <laughs> yeah. Him and Freebird. <laughs> he already knows. He already knows. So, like, we're going through, and like, him and Freebird, they would get to the end, and they would like wheel tap over and just like go over the drop off. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, 
hauling. I'm just trying to keep up through the rollers. And somewhere along the line, I, dude, I jacked up tremendously. And I <laughs> ate shit off that drop off. Oh, no. So, yeah, so they come back around, and I'm fucking laid out, dude. I'm talking about <laughs> I am stretched out down there. And so he, like, he stops. He's like, D, yo, like, you good? And I'm like, <laughs> I look at him all serious face, and I was like, Dude, I see monkeys right now. <laughs> Dude, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Dude, that's insane. And oh, he was like, he was trying. They, they was trying so hard not to laugh because, like, they thought I, I, they thought I was really jacked up. So, like, I was all good. We get back to the trailer, and they just fucking bust out laughing. Dude, they tell my dad the story, <laughs> and Todd's over there, Zach's dad. They was like, he what? He was like, how the hell did you see monkeys? I was like, dude, I hit my head hard. I don't know. (laughs) They was like, dude, what happened? I was like, I can't tell you. I seen you wheel tap over, and I was like, I better get with the program if I want to see these lines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. That was just an area qualifier, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It wasn't wasn't a regional or anything. It was just an area. I remember that. Dude, it was... Dude, A class was stacked. It was like you, Freebird, yeah. Jacob, Kyle Peters. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that. I remember showing up there. I had drove all the way from California to Florida and then threw my stuff in Jordan Bailey's van or his trailer and truck. And then we left like the next day and drove up there because I needed another another area qualifier. And I'm like, oh, I'll get there. It'll be, you know, fairly easy. And I get there and I'm like, dude, it's Loretta's. Like, literally. Again, like, like I'm racing yeah. all the dudes I'm about to race at Loretta's. I was like, you got to be kidding me! But that's how it always <laughs> was at like the like those northeast and southeast. Like for us down here to try to qualify, dude, is it's pretty hard when you get yeah. to the regionals. Like in 19 and 25 plus, I had to go up against uh, Mike Brown, Darren Durham, Stephen Hauser, um, Nick Hayes like a bunch of other dudes that are just like quick as shit around here and you know up and down the east coast too but like dude this shit's hard like there's a lot of fast dudes well, in, in this area in 2000 in 2010 uh my first year a i uh i did a regional and oh man what was it what's the track that has the over under bridge and it's like a tabletop over but it goes like oh birch creek. Creek. Birch, creek. birch creek birch creek i did a, i did a regional there and uh i qualified seventh like literally in the A class, like I was killing myself and I got seventh, the last spot. To wow. Get in. And I went to Loretta's and got like fifth or something, but I was just like, holy shit. Like dude, I just barely qualified. Dude, it's gnarly down, down here and up here in like this general area. Like for me to, qual- Yo, to qualify for 30 plus. I don't miss it at all. It's like going. Go ahead. It, it's like going to a Supercross LCQ. It's gnarly. You're sitting there and you're like, you got to be kidding me. Dude. Like I gotta race these guys. It's gonna be miserable. Like you get just as nervous. Dude. Here's here's what's crazy though. In my opinion, it's like okay, that's hard. But dude, like you Morans make mains with I, I say the hardest class of Supercross there has ever been. Yeah, this, I mean you got to think there's there's quite a few out. And then this past weekend you had two out, um, two more. Um, I, it's tough. I mean you can't you can't say it's not, but you got to think. Oh, I we, know. oh. We like eat, sleep, you know, dream this stuff. Like it's just what we do. Um, and I, I always think that I'm a pretty naturally talented rider, and I'm definitely gifted with that. 
Um, so, so it kind of, it kind of helps in my favor a bit. Right. So, and I also don't really ride much outdoors. I'm just, I literally just ride supercross these days. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty second nature, but I mean, it's, I don't know. Like it's, I mean, the, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I mean, don't get me wrong. I show up every week and I'm like, man, this is going to be a gnarly main event to make, you know, like it's never, I never sit there and like, Oh, this is going to be easy. It's not even remotely that, but, um, last year, I think it was, it was that like last year I was pretty upset if I finished outside top five in a heat, you know, like I was like, man, like what the heck this year it's, it's, it's gnarly. I mean, it, it is, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, I like the challenge, you know, it's fun. And, and even if I'm not doing good, but I'm at least putting my best foot forward, I'm happy about it. So, but yeah, it's tough. It's not easy to make mains. Uh, this past week, it was my 93rd main event. So I've been around and I feel like I kind of have an idea of how to do these things. Um, but it doesn't mean that this weekend's just going to be easy. It's just going to be just as hard as, you know, the first one I've ever made. So, yeah. I think well, uh, I think the first time I ever saw you, Starling, was at uh, Minios, and I think maybe it was B class. I want to say maybe oh eight oh nine. Did you win two titles in the in the Supercross and Minios oh eight or oh nine? One um, of those years. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember. I oh eight oh nine. I don't remember a whole lot. I remember more towards the end of it. I remember like 2010. Uh, I rode the A class and I went undefeated that whole week in four stroke. Oh, that um, was it. Yeah, that was yeah, yep. Yeah, that's what I was. Thinking. I didn't lose a. I didn't lose a single. Dude, that yeah, I didn't lose ridiculous. a single moto in that. And then, um, do you grab yeah, every hole then, shot too? The, no, the I had. I remember I had like the last race. I had like a. I started like 16th and oh, came to shit. the win. Uh, and, the, and the Supercross, but. Yeah, I remember I went like undefeated in four stroke. I got a two fifty A outdoor title, which was like totally random because I'm a way better supercross guy. Right, right. Um, and then I think my worst finish of the entire week was a fifth. Yeah, uh, and it was because in the four fifty, I don't know what, what there were so many classes I rode so that many whole week. Different ones. Um, yeah, yeah. My my gas cap came off on lap one, <laughs> nice. um, and I raced the whole supercross ten laps with no gas cap, and I got fifth. Uh, um, <laughs> and then I remember I had to pin it back to the, the motor home and I jumped in the shower. I had like literally like my whole body was red. I was burning. Oh yeah. And I had to throw gear back on cause it was two motos later was my four stroke race. Oh so, my God. Um, yeah. And then I ended up winning it and I didn't even go to the podium cause I literally was like, I went straight to the medics. So I was like, I am, I am like covered in fuel right now. Oh dude. That and, is uh, unreal. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But yeah, it, like I had like I think in both Olympiads for four fifty and two fifty I was third and then yeah, first for the four stroke and then I also won the Ironman Award. So yeah, that was a good week. That was my best amateur week ever for wow. sure. Wow. Well good good job on me. I'll give myself a pat on the back for bringing that memory up. Yeah. That, I just rem- I just yeah, remember that was that was cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, because uh, Minios was obviously the closest thing for us, uh, as far as an uh, amateur national uh goes uh other than loretta's obviously so we went to minio's many a many years and yeah i remember just you being very very good at supercross and i knew that you would be very good at supercross at a very young age starting from b class you know working your way up uh every year did i went to minio's because i got to see y'all's progression and all of that and then um I, I knew that that was your thing over moto and kind of like you said that one um that you got was kind of shocking to you because 
uh, you know, yeah. you, 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 Supercross comes easy to you way more than outdoors does. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's still that way. Like I, I ride outdoors every now and then just, just to do it, you know, just to switch it up and yeah. man, I just feel like a lost, a lost dog out there. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing half the time and I'll, I'll have good line selection, but when the track gets super gnarly and rough and rutted, I'm like, dude, I don't know where to go. You know, I'm yeah. lost, you know, and, but you can put me in a rhythm section where you got to go like I, I posted a video I go triple quad quad and I'm like heck yeah this is perfect like this is simple yeah you know like, like this little things like that it's crazy how different it is but how natural that is to me compared to outdoors yeah and that that's crazy and uh man it's uh it's unbelievable you and Moran's the whole story and then obviously with uh you know your fourth 14th and his seventh from this past weekend and uh Man, I just want to thank uh, thank you for coming on to the uh, to the Imperative Engines podcast. And man, we will uh, we'll see you in Nashville here. Uh, well, we won't get in until late because I got to go to my full time job, unfortunately, tomorrow. And then, well, um, don't forget we got seven o'clock practice. Oh, wait, oh, Friday morning. Pra- practice starts at no on Saturday. It oh yeah, yeah, at yeah. Seven a.m. Yeah, no, I'll be there. Press my day. first, my first, pr- no press day canceled. Uh, well, I'll be there to do some interviews. They'll still be doing interviews and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we'll okay. we'll all be there. But yeah, they, they uh, did. Sean press, already so, send out uh, the email. Uh, not that I have seen, okay. but I have received a text. Oh, okay, cool. All right, I was well, supposed to ride at one o'clock, and I am not riding at one o'clock. All right. So. Well, regardless, I got a hotel already for Thursday night, so we'll still be there Friday. So Perfect. you guys aren't doing anything. Let's catch up and. Uh, and man, uh, yeah, we'll see you, and uh, hopefully it's not another mutter. No, we should be good. I think it's just rain tomorrow. Friday, Saturday is good weather. So oh, yeah, nice. we should be we should be good. Nice. All right, buddy. Yeah, should, y'all, y'all tomorrow be safe should be and, good water for the track. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It probably will need it. Probably will need it. So it might actually I, be pretty I imagine, solid. So. so no, man, it's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it, Justin. Yep. No worries. We'll see you guys. All right, buddy. See. Later. Later. That was Justin Starling and Kevin Moran safely getting down the interstate while they call into the Imperative MX podcast episode number 23, uh, sponsored by or brought to you by FXR, man. Heavy D, that was a good interview. Good, solid 45 minutes from the boys. Oh, I knew it was going to be entertaining from jump. Man, he's a good interview. Like, man, he... (laughs) Really, really good perspective on what it's like to be a privateer in the sport, for sure. Oh, 100%. And I think it's pretty cool, you know, they're, you know, they're uh, traveling to some races together and they're good buddies and uh, they're just having fun, enjoying it, man. You know, that's I think that's what it's about. And I think it's pretty cool. We actually got to, you know, have them on the pod and get an actual in-depth, in-depth you know, realization on what it's like to be a privateer and how some of them do it you know absolutely i mean you know it's it's rough i mean going to these races either flying or driving getting a hotel um you know paying for food parts cleaning up the bike like starling said and moran's they got all of this work to do on their own like it's a it is a complete full-time job uh, through emails and phone calls and ordering parts and this and that hotels flight like dude like it's it's legit man and it's tough and these guys are doing it because they you know they love the sport 
Oh, 100%, man. It just it goes to show how much they really do love the sport. And, you know, I, it's crazy to me, honestly. A lot, a lot of uh, some of the other media don't really actually, you know, try to get more insight on how it works for them. I'm, I think a lot of people kind of understand, but they don't really – like no, like oh dang, they actually traveling to the race together. They're, you know, they're, they're building their own bikes. You know, they sent some stuff ahead and took some stuff home with them to hand scrub during the week. Yeah, and then bring it back to get back on the bike for racing. Like yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. No kidding, it definitely is. Uh, definitely is gnarly. And PR Motorsports, your newest track size support trailer at the local NCMX races. They were on hand this weekend at NCMP making sure that you riders get on the gate and continue racing for the rest of the weekend or for the rest of that day. And I want to appreciate or say thank you to Charlie and Justin for all that they do and all of the help that they give you guys at the local motocross races here at our uh, hometown states. And uh, Heavy D, let's get into a little bit. Uh, we can speak a little bit about from New Jersey and my experience or we can go ahead and start looking forward to uh, to Nashville which avenue do you want to go it doesn't matter to me um heck you choose oh I knew you were going to do that um <laughs> to be completely honest to, hey to be completely honest like I'm pretty good with talking about from last weekend I mean it was great uh it was a 14 million out of 10 if you were to ask me I mean I had the time of my life it was awesome I got to learn more and experience more and I got to ask questions in the post-race conference um I will say that I was you put so, in a lot of steps too uh yeah I put in another 40,000 steps walking around the place uh in two days so that's equivalent to like 20,000 steps each day from press day to uh, the end of race day. It was a very long, very, very long um, day from 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday until I got to sleep on my flight to Charlotte the next day. And I think I got I got home at 1.30, so I slept maybe a total of two two hours and saturday and sunday so yeah dude that's that's gnarly but that's the grind like that that's the grind that's like what these media guys do like these media guys and like all that like they try to get out all of their stuff you know that night up until two three o'clock in the morning and they got early ass flights in the morning just like how me and me and Derek did like early six seven eight o'clock flights to get them home as quick as possible like I saw, I saw Millsaps in the uh, uh, in the airport at like six thirty in the morning for his flight at seven. Um, saw Harlan, saw some guys that worked for Feld. I saw Prater; he was leaving to go to Charlotte real early. So, um, yeah, there's you know, everybody's on the on the move. But what what I think is cool too, though, is like you know you were there and. Uh, you know, you left the booth, went down, which is I think is pretty sick, down into the tunnel where they were chilling, and you got interviews. You know, you Facetime. I thought, dude, for me, what was sick was when you Facetime. I'm like, all right, like this is pretty cool. Like Zach's at the race and he's Facetiming me, or <laughs> around some of the dudes we know, and even more that you know, and talking to him while like 
it's literally live on TV and they're waiting to go race. Like, I don't know why, but I thought that was just so badass. Yeah, no, and that's what that's what I did. I was in the elevator, and I was like, you know what? Heavy D will probably like this because he's probably watching the race, probably watching the fucking recap, and he's like, dude, please give me some entertainment and, you know, put this race back on. Like, let's go racing, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and call Heavy D, FaceTime him real quick. He'll enjoy this. So I just started walking and started talking. Yeah, we talked to Luke. Uh, niece there for a little bit had his best ride of the year at a 14th so that was his uh, uh, that he, that was his best so um, you know got to see some teams swatch, uh, uh, swipe out their electric water pumps to regular uh, water pumps or the electric water yeah whatever I'm not a mechanic help me out here they were switch, they were swapping their electric water pumps to regular water pumps does that make sense something like that Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. The um, yeah, yeah. The are you talking about the water pump or the fan? Uh, no, the the actual water pump. Like they use electric water pumps, and then I guess because of the water and shit, they were worried about it, so they just switched it to um. Oh, a manual one. A pump. manual one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's oh, the word okay. I was looking. That's yeah. So the technology has like gone so far, and they get like so extensive up in those ranks, dude. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, I get lost. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, going on dude, here? when I go up to these bikes and I'm just you know looking at them on press day and just wa- and just looking at the guys while they're sitting there ready to go out for opening ceremonies, like that was cool. Like I was in the tunnel where, um, you know, Roxon and Tomac got to come out for their introductions and opening ceremonies and stuff so that was that was cool to see all of that and dude it's just it's insane looking at these bikes i'm like dude how did dude i would never even want to get that thing dirty i want to hang it up and have a maid pretty much clean it like every single day make sure that thing is spotless you know like man it's unbelievable and then the amount of damage that they do in one race to the graphics to the plastics to the brakes to everything just in one race that bike is damn near destroyed and it's crazy oh. and it's not not just Be- because of the mud i'm speaking even atlanta too like dude it's unbelievable like dude they mangle flat out mangle bikes it's crazy it's unreal um to be completely honest and um really other than that um I'm trying to think of really anything else significant. Um, yeah, just got to be kind of a fly on the wall um, and just look and listen and um, kind of use all my senses pretty much uh, going back to elementary school here. But, um, yeah, trying to use all my senses to see what's going on and, um, yeah, go from there. The press box was awesome. Uh, it was great. Um, the stadium was freaking cool like that stadium is so awesome i love state uh, i love football stadiums for supercross because they look down on the field and not out onto the field like if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. baseball stadiums they look out right but in football stadiums they make you look down at the field like i love those stadiums so much like i think those are so cool just put them in closed ones so we don't have to worry about a lightning delay and and all of that and yeah i mean that's pretty much what i did during the lightning delay once i heard that it was going to be a while. That's when I called you, and I was like, dude, there's nothing else going on, and these dudes are literally going to be sitting here and waiting, so why not go and see what is going on, you know, and try to get the, uh, 
you know, see what everybody's talking about. Try to get that firsthand experience to see what see what's going on. And yeah, did it, did the interview with Jet after um, afterwards? And yeah, that was at like one o'clock in the morning, and he was coming out of his motorhome eating ramen, getting his maximum sodium intake for the day, I guess. And um, just quickly asked him, just walked by him and said, "Hey, Jet, you mind if I get you get you for an interview?" Yeah, man, no problem. Like, all right, well, here we go. Had no idea that my phone phone was all fogged up and everything. I'm trying to hold the phone in my right hand while trying to talk to him and actually look at him in the eye instead of looking in the phone, you know? So um, I was trying to do the best that I can. It didn't really come out the best, but, you know, hey, I got the the job done. And um, as of right now, almost 80,000 people have uh, seen the uh, press conference uh, footage. So my name got out there a little bit. The multitasking is hard. Uh, it's very it, it's pretty difficult. So that's why I would need you to come to these races. Just a video there, and I got the microphone, baby. I just need you to point and shoot at the riders' faces, cut, and I got you on the rest. You know. Oh, dude, I'm. Dang, I'm like, I threw I'm I threw in my first ad lib on the pod. I threw in my first cut. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> hey, that was the hey, first one. I knew hey. eventually it would catch to me catch up to me at some point and sure enough it did dude it's it's funny because i just not realized like that is your first time actually saying that on the pod literally that is my first time and it, it i got comfortable i got way too comfortable on the podcast heavy d that's oh man well hey now you guys know that i'm comfortable on the podcast so uh yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting from here on out. I can't wait to get, like, little uh, sound bites from, like, each of us to throw in every now and again when we get a studio and uh, we move and all of that. But, dude, I tell you what, when we move uh, down and we get close, we get a studio, it's going to be it's going to be legit, Heavy D. We're going to be, we're going to be on the move. We're going to be announcing, going to be videoing. We're going to be journalists. We're going to be doing anything and everything that revolves around dirt bike racing and doesn't doesn't involve with nothing else oh dude i'm i'm stoked on it i can't wait like those is gonna be some of the best times dude it's gonna be like full-fledged studio getting the videos and stuff going like the write-ups it's gonna be like a full operation oh it's gonna be it's gonna be solid heavy d i'm telling you and i can't wait you know, patience key, right? So we'll uh, we'll wait it out. But I tell you what, man, just you know, our time is coming. So, um, but man, looking ahead to Nashville, uh, we just you know, obviously we just talked to Starling and said that there uh, may na- may not be any rain, but I wouldn't count it out. We still are a couple days away from Saturday, so uh, be on the lookout for that. The 450 Supercross points is uh, got a gap now, 11 points from. Eli Tomac to Cooper Webb now. So, uh, and Chase is obviously even farther back than that. So, as of right now, it looks like ET3 is in control of uh, this championship um, go, moving into Nashville and the next two races since he's very good in alt- altitude and on those dry and slick tracks. So, um, man, we'll have to we'll have to see if Coop can uh, can do something here to try and um, bring these points back, especially after ET3's crazy, crazy crash and un- 
predicted and I mean it was unbelievable just first first lap riding maybe 50% and his hand just comes right off and it's over the bars and that's what I love about this sport is you just even if you think somebody's in control you just never know what could happen oh dude at all it's like anything could happen and I mean obviously it showed but luckily he was all right which is a good thing because I was like when I seen it I was like dude no like that's what I said I'm like oh my gosh dude no way like literally one of the greatest title bouts that has been going down all year and it almost could have been like over just like that and it's like nobody wanted to see it happen like that but and a good Lord kept his hand on him, and uh, he was all right. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, looking forward to the 250 Supercross East. Uh, point, well, let's go back. Let's wrap back up a little bit. Uh, Barsha grabbed his first win, and Anstey won his first win, so that was very cool. Honda went 1-2-3 on the 250 Supercross East-West Showdown uh, main event. And uh, it was very cool for Anstey to get a win and also very awesome. And I think it was forthcoming for uh, Mr. Barsha, Mr. Bam Bam, to get his uh, first win of the season. So now it just, you know, it, it can shake up these next three races, right? I mean, you got Bam, you got Roxon, you got Webb, you got Sexton, you got Tomac, that either one of them can win on any other night and you wouldn't even bat an eye, right? So... Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very close, and it's very, very awesome to see uh, this amount of racing action late and deep into this uh, Monster Energy AMA Supercross uh, Championship. Uh, myself and Nicole will be leaving tomorrow, and uh, it's our first time to Nissan Stadium. My first time, and of course Nicole's first time, so it'll be uh, it'll be an absolute blast. And, um, yeah, super, super excited. Had a great weekend this past weekend. And, um, man, it was, uh, it was good, Heavy D. Oh, yes. I'm pumped you got to go, dude. And, dude, to witness that mud race as well and how everything went down, like, that's – and you was at – you got to witness Max Anstey's first ever Supercross win. Yep. Pretty sick. Yeah. No, and it's the first ever lightning delay ever in Supercross history, too. So I was there for a lot. I mean, I was I was there um, unknown to me, right? But uh, on a very legendary night for sure. So, man, it's uh, it's crazy, and I I can't believe you know just like what we were talking about with Starling, how fast things go, and it's crazy that now we're you know at the end of uh, this episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 23, where we spoke with Zach Heron about the GNCC series, local motocross racing, and uh, what's going on for his future and uh, much more earlier. And we also just got off the phone not too long ago with uh, Justin Starling and Kevin Morans, who both put in great finishes this weekend in the mud from MetLife Stadium and uh, of course you guys already know we got into a lot more here on this Imperative MX podcast episode number 23 and big thanks again to all of the companies who make this possible West Virginia Motorsports 
FXR, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower, Mika Metals, Total Control Racing Suspension, and the newest sponsor on board, PR Motorsports. Well, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. Make sure to follow us on YouTube and subscribe, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, find the podcast on Apple and Spotify and many more. And make sure to check out ImperativeMX.com when you get a chance. Make sure to check out all of the social media platforms. Also, from myself, Zach Newberry, and co-host Heavy Dave, we're out. See you next week. Peace. Later.